0: Hello and welcome to Dassault Systems Podcast 3D Design and Engineering. From vehicle system architecture, battery thermal management, high-speed electric motor lubrication to multi-discipline collaboration, there are multiple changes impacting and disrupting the industry that is designing future vehicles that we will be driving or those that will be driving us. In this series here on our podcast, we will be focusing on some of the latest trends, challenges, and solutions that are going on right now in the transportation and mobility industry, specifically that are impacting electric, connected, and autonomous vehicles, also known as ECAVs. I'm your host, Matthew Hall, and joining us today, I have with me two colleagues of mine. Brad Duncan, he's the technical director with the Simulia Transportation and Mobility Enablement Organization, and Jonathan Gillison, Senior Manager within the Similia Transportation and Mobility Aerodynamics Organization. Our guests bring a combined 45 years of experience to the industry and unique insights that will provide for a very informed discussion today. Welcome, Brad and Jonathan. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks for joining us today. So let's dive right in and get started. First, from your perspective, what do you see as the key disruptive trends that are happening now throughout the industry as it relates to the current development thoughts and process around e-cabs? Yeah, Matthew, I'll start. So I work in,
1: uh, I do a lot of work in aerodynamics and we've seen a huge increase in interest in aerodynamics. Um, Basically, aerodynamics drives the the ability of the vehicle to reach its target range and tackle that number one problem that consumers have, which is range range anxiety. Um, So by integrating the vehicle design process with aerodynamic simulation, um, we can help provide a a solution to designing a vehicle that will reach its range requirements. So I, I feel like that's one of the front and center, you know, urgent needs of the industry to design electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's by far not the only one. there are many many other aspects of the electric vehicle system that relate to the design and in the you know we, we do simulations of fluids and other systems uh, in order to provide the right uh, performance for the vehicle
2: the uh, The other trend I guess that I see is that the focus is being more on the experience of the driver of the vehicle. Um, so that means introducing autonomous features to the vehicle to alleviate the um, amount of attention that the driver has to give to driving, mm-hmm. to free them up to do other things like check their email, or uh, having conversations on the phone, mm-hmm. uh, conducting meetings, um, even playing guitar. I've seen some <laughs> ads like that. But like with that, there's like a, it increases the complexity of the vehicle. It means that there's more things to be considered, um, hmm. both for aerodynamics, but also for from the adverse conditions aspect. So yeah, so we have to be able to, like, so these new systems that we're designing have to be able to cope with the real world, where we have dust, dirt, salt spray, as well as wind gusts that are going to affect the way the system has to behave. And it has to be able to react in a, a positive way without endangering the uh, occupants of the vehicle.
0: Yeah, that, right, that would... They? That that would be ideal. Those yeah, those are great insights on those trends. Those trends. That term, the range anxiety. I mean, I never even heard of that trend, but uh, it makes total sense. And uh, you know, from the driver experience, yeah, it's going to be a totally different experience for them if it's uh, in an e So, so secondarily, from a high level, and with all these different disruptive changes that are happening in the T and M, the transportation mobility industry today. Uh, What do you see from a very high level as the biggest challenges when it comes to the industry rethinking its overall design experience? Well, let
1: me start with one main challenge is that the way the vehicles are designed, right? Mm -hmm. It starts with using uh, knowledge that's from legacy designs and, say, brand identity and what they think consumers want. But because all of those things have changed so much, um, it really requires a rethink of the design process itself. Instead, you need a a aesthetic design and a a system design, and then it's surrounded by all these kind of concurrent concerns about how to uh, make the attributes of the vehicle really perform well, Mm -hmm. um, and considering a completely new driver experience. So I think, you know, where I see that's disruptive is that the design process really needs to change to much more of a concurrent process. All the people that are, are the subject domain experts in all these different areas need to be able to collaborate and come up with an innovation that will solve a problem that maybe has never been solved. You know, that there, there may be a, a future design that will be much improved uh, in terms of its its performance and the driver experience, and uh, you can't depend on legacy knowledge to solve that problem. Yeah, you know? I guess along with that,
2: you have a lot of built-in, as Brad was calling, legacy knowledge, but um, a lot of times it's kind of rules of thumb of like, okay, well, if, if I do this, If I have this kind of height of an A-pillar step or if I um, put the mirror in this certain location, then it's going to react in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that's traditionally been fairly true because the vehicle shapes aren't changing drastically. But what I've seen as a trend in the industry is that the the shapes are going to change drastically once we go to autonomous vehicles, especially for those that are driving in-city. And that means that you're going to have completely different aerodynamics behavior completely different acoustics behavior. And also, again, with like, how the dirt and water is gonna interact with that and how you're gonna be able to manage that is all gonna be different.
1: All right, one of the things Jonathan's works on is the water management. So if you think about pouring water over the car, where will it go? Yeah. Uh, and then you, you know, maybe it's, it's stationary and then it starts moving and then the water, you know, moves to a different area and then it starts raining and then you get behind a truck and it's spraying water all over you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that not only affects visibility now, but it affects all these sensors and all the systems, and, and, and they have to perform and be kind of immune to this contamination. Um, and whereas today's vehicles, it's primarily a safety issue. Do I see out of my rearview mirror? Do I see out of the windshield with the wipers on? And so it's, it's really a different way of, of thinking that, that uh, the OEMs have to consider.
2: The other aspect of that is um, when you have a human driver, they can get out of the car and under worse conditions, they're going to pull over to the side of the road, they get out of the car. They get out a cloth, they wipe it off, they clean it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't necessarily have those systems in place on the vehicle um, if it's an E cab vehicle. Although for the most critical systems, we're going to have the like we're going to have to have that. We're going to have to have spraying systems to be able to clean it because you might be a disabled person in the vehicle and relying on it completely to get them from point A to point B. And
0: very true. Okay, great for our listeners of the podcast here. Can you guys differentiate your team and the value that you bring to the Simulia family that can help the future of designing eCavs, especially in light of you know, what we've discussed so far? Uh, certainly.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where uh, you have multiple podcasts where you can talk about different teams and different capabilities. Um, our team is really focused on the fluid systems that uh, that, that are important for the vehicle performance, um, aerodynamics, um, water uh, which is coming from rain and then uh, road sprays. Um, we we focus on the cooling flows, flow going into cooling areas to to cool the engine, the battery, yeah, you know, on different vehicles. Um, so in this case with the battery, there's a there's a system that's kind of similar and it has to, uh, you know blow blow air with a fan and cool a heat exchanger and that has to cool the battery. Um, and then there's also flow around the battery that helps with the cooling. And of course you need airflow into the cab and, and to be able to have all the human comfort. Uh, so you know basically the airflow is all around the vehicle and that airflow on the real real road is contaminated with all kinds of other things. Um, so that's what our team provides and Simulia has a complete capability to simulate um, the environment that the vehicle is traveling through on the road. You don't have to take the car to the wind tunnel, uh, you know, or several wind tunnels, as is done today, uh, to find out how it's going to perform on the road. You can do it all in simulation.
2: Yeah, and we, we, we're bringing all of our experience um, to bear on this, too, because we've developed these best practices that are going to work on all these new shapes. And they also provide much more insight than we would typically get from the traditional experiments that we would do, um, such as wind tunnel testing, or um, climatic tunnel testing, where you basically either just getting a drag number out, you might be able to do some smoke traces. With the new solvers that we have, we can give them exactly where the air goes, we can trace it, um, we can do the salt spray on real-world conditions, as Brad pointed out, um, without fear of damaging any of the vehicle or any of the equipment. And so we, we have a much more flexibility uh, to be able to and much more certainty when we testing these conditions. Yeah, Jonathan, one of your key capabilities is if you have a sensor that's getting
1: contaminated, you can try to solve it, solve that problem in a minimum amount of time.
2: Right, and we can we can iterate on many different designs in parallel and, and find the source. I mean, find out why that that sensor is getting contaminated. I think uh,
1: most of our customers will say that climatic tunnels are. It's very difficult to get information about how to improve. You can see something's getting contaminated, but what do you do about it? All right, let me
0: ask another question to you both. What are your suggested solutions to managing the complexity
2: that exists in the various ECAV subsystems today? So these systems are um, very complex, um, and you have to consider things like EMAG, so the electrical interference between the sensors um, and the data from the cameras, as well as ECAB systems are very complex, much more complex than we've traditionally dealt with. That means that we need a lot more collaboration between our different teams. So, whereas traditionally things have been more siloed, we need to have a lot more uh, discussion amongst groups um, going from electromagnetics to acoustics to aerodynamics and thermal management, having everybody talking together. Mm-hmm. and Having a numerical solution where we can do that early in the design is really beneficial because we can collaborate in that kind of digital space to um, quickly um, come to a mutually beneficial solution or the optimum solution. Right. One of the areas where we have to collaborate is between the uh, the
1: electromagnetic capability and uh, the fact that, uh, you know, in the airflow, you have the, the water and the particles contaminating sensors. So, understanding when is that going to actually degrade the performance of the sensor and how do you design, say, a, a cleaning system. So, it's definitely multidisciplinary, multi physics, multi scale. Um, you're looking at a problem on the, the scale of a tiny lens and on the scale of the entire vehicle airflow at the same time.
0: Jonathan, you mentioned the complexity of all of this, the, the collaboration needed across the enterprise. Do you see customers leveraging the cloud a lot to to help in, uh, overcome the challenges of you know, globally dispersed teams and the complexities involved in designing these ECAVs? Yeah, definitely.
2: We have customers that, well, most of our customers are global, mm-hmm. and they do leverage that. They break up systems um, globally, so we'll have somebody in England working on brakes, for example, and you could have somebody in the U.S. working on acoustics. And all those teams have to work together, even though there's different timelines and stuff, and the cloud really benefits that. We've also had live um, design studies where we've, we've used the cloud so that there's this kind of space where we can both interact with the models at the same time, So I can point out some kind of design change that I would like to see and kind of rotate the model into a view and have the other person on the other side of the world seeing that same view and then commenting on what their opinion is on that change that I proposed. So the cloud really makes that possible. We almost take it for
1: granted. We use it all the time, but
2: I mean, just think about how how much that
1: enables cross-team collaboration Um, to to actually look at something instead of having to, say, type it into a report or both attend the same wind tunnel test.
0: Incredible. All right, well, the last question I have for you is, what unique simulation challenges and solutions do we have for the developmental future of ECAVs beyond traditional crash testing
2: and simulations? Currently, our solution for particle tracking is very unique in the industry, allowing the very tight coupling of transient aerodynamics um, with the motion of the dirt and water in the, in the air. I think that we're going to continue to grow that capability, um, improving on the uh, domains that it can tackle. Um, I think that we're going to continue to develop more multi-physics, so incorporating EMAG into our suites and then making sure that we can have the interaction of those different elements um, being taken into account we have systems that are very
1: sensitive to contamination like brakes and air intakes and uh, batteries Um, so you know if you look underneath the vehicle there's all kinds of areas where particles can detrimentally affect the performance so being able to track where they're going um, have them picked up by you know very complex airflow um, and like one of the the key interesting problems is the wheel uh, will will uh, spray up particles and then they can contaminate the brakes Mm-hmm. Um, and then affect the brake performance. But if you know that, you can actually affect the design and, and improve the aerodynamics and keep that wheel spray away from the brakes or, or protect it with the appropriate uh, kind of brake cover.
2: Yeah. You know, so there's all these,
1: these different areas where being able to, to know where particles come from and where they're going uh, and actually visualize that is the key to finding a design solution. Yeah, also
2: from the thermal aspect, because as we get these um, dirt and water into the electronic systems they can Mm -hmm. cause havoc and if you're relying on those systems you really want to protect them as best you can. Um, Also for thermal heat rejection, Um, so you want to make sure that you're getting the expected cooling airflow, getting the heat out of the system that you are expecting to. Well
0: this is a great conversation guys and I thank you both, it was very eye opening. So thank you Brad and Jonathan for sharing all your thoughts and insights today with us.
2: Thank you, Matthew.
0: Thank you, Matthew. Our pleasure to talk to you about this today. All right. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for listening today. I feel we all have a better idea as to the intricate challenges designers of the futures electric, connected, and autonomous vehicles have on their hands. To find out more how Dassault Systems is helping advance the design process for electric, connected, and autonomous vehicles in the transportation and mobility industry, Please go to ifwe.3ds.com forward slash transportation mobility. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast series and listen to all the other fascinating entries we have available on iTunes, SoundCloud, or whatever major podcast channel you listen to your podcasts on. I'm Matthew Hall. Make it a great day.